0: by omni nashville hotel fifth avenue downtown
1: hot rod. that's what we call a
2: sack lunch i do have are a very particular set of skills skills that make me a nightmare for people like you
3: Powers, Friday. Big game tonight. Lots of them tomorrow. Brad, I want to begin with the Louisville-Florida State matchup. I want you to tell us how much that line has moved. It's based on Tate Rodemaker and whether or not he's available. Concussion protocol from that Florida game. Brock Glenn is a freshman he's from memphis we were talking to coach Pete. coach Pete had seen him since his freshman year thinks he's got a lot of ability is he ready for a moment like this also unclear brad i know that line has dropped is it true that at some point louisville actually was a favorite
1: uh i have not seen louisville as a favorite uh but not done moving yet, but right now Florida State's favored it by one and a half. Uh, and I was doing a late night show last night and that, that was pretty much the line. So I, I personally didn't see anything uh, in the last 10, 12 hours where Louisville was a favorite, but, uh, right. you well, know, it's high as six and a half earlier this week. So it's shot five points. Uh I mean, part of it, that, that that's not Rotomaker. I mean, part of it that bad opening line still doesn't have the downgrade from Jordan Travis appropriately priced in. So, um, side down five points totals down six points that opened as high as fifty three and a half. so we've we've seen some movement there
3: how are you going about adjudicating that game uh you know i'll use a
1: farming term i'm in the in the barn i got louisville on the under uh, i'm not looking to double down on it or anything like that uh i'm anxious to see how much the the line moves from this point forward i mean i I honestly at this point could only be interested in Florida state but i'm not a big louisville guy i think they're kind of overrated so uh, i mean i've heard good things about the freshmen so um yeah i i'm just waiting to see if louisville does indeed flip favorite because if that's the case
3: i'll take florida state but right now your favorite plays the under as of right now, I mean, yeah, if I had to play it
1: right now, I'd I play the under. I mean, it looks like there's going to be a little bit of weather. Uh, I mean, it is down six points uh, from where I bet it. So, I uh, I mean, honestly, if I, if knowing what I know now, uh, I, I would just – I mean, and I saw this line open up like this uh, on a Sunday morning. I'm not sure that I'd have a bet right now on the game.
3: Brad Powers with us. The total I have right now is 47-and-a-half. Is that accurate? Yep, yep. And I'm looking at it. Now, this is – what is this? I believe this is BetMGM. Just randomly I clicked on one of these. And, uh, yes, one-and-a-half. Florida State's one-and-a-half, 47-and-a-half the total. Brad Powers with us, Sports.com. Let me interrupt these games and ask you – even though it's not confirmed from the person, everybody's saying Riley Leonard's headed to South Bend. Do you agree with that overwhelming sentiment?
1: Yeah, I mean, I heard about it like a month ago. Uh, I mean, I think Auburn will probably make a push uh, a little bit, but uh, I, I kind of heard whispers Riley Leonard in Notre Dame like a month ago. And I mean, I believe the guys that are on the inside there as far as all the crystal balls and that. So, um, and then, you know, uh, Looking at his uh, his social media accounts, it looks like uh, that's pretty much a done deal. So, uh, you know, good for Notre Dame to get out in front of that and have that uh, as long as you don't have any drama there, have your quarterback for next year, or at least a guy that can compete for the job. So we'll see what ends up happening. Uh, Yeah, I think it's a good move for the
3: Irish. Will it work out better than the Sam Hartman move?
1: Uh, he's a different type of quarterback. I mean, obviously he, he's a little bit more mobile, uh, not as good as uh, accurate as a passer. Uh, I, I know people don't think the Hartman thing worked out. I, I don't know what their expectations were. National championship? Uh, I mean, I, I had a terrible wide receiver room. So I, I the, the Hartman thing worked out for me. I mean, it was better
3: than what Drew Piner or, or Tyler Buckner was going to give you at that position. So uh,
1: if that's the expectation, yeah, I, I think it'll work
3: out. Mr. LC here on Twitter. Ask Brad, and these are NFL items, which is absolutely fair game. Chargers minus five-and-a-half Patriots.
1: Uh, I, don't, I don't like either team uh, as far as, you know, they're not very bettable for me, especially the Patriots at this point, even though statistically the numbers, you know, cry for them to get bet. I bet them last week. I like them quite a bit. Late three, line close four and a half. Um, and, you know, they come up short yet again. Uh, same can be said for the Chargers in a lot of games. I mean, I honestly, at this point, the total five and a half, total 40 and a half, I, I'd probably just lean under 40 and a half and
3: call it a day. He's got one more. From Mr. LC Falcons minus two and a half versus the Jets.
1: Yeah, uh, it's, you know, with the total now, and as I'm talking, the total is getting hit under, uh, down to 33 in some spots. I'm going to go ahead and tease the Jets. So uh, I'm going to use them as part of a one, uh, one part of a two team teaser. I'm going to tease them up to eight. Uh, uh, here with a low total, and I'm going to tease them with the Monday night game and and tease the Jaguars uh, down to two-and-a-half. So a a two-team, six-point teaser. Uh, Let's go Jets
3: plus eight, uh, Jacksonville minus two-and-a-half. Brad, correct me if I misrepresent your theory, but just for the audience, if you're new or you've never heard Brad talk about it, He's okay in some cases when it comes to teasers in the NFL. When it comes to the college game, it's absolutely a no-go. Would that be accurate? Absolutely. Yep. Okay. Couldn't have Just said it better.
1: Sure. And the NFL, uh, the only time I do it is through three and seven. It's called a Wong teaser, uh, yeah. named after a Stanford grad that, that can't, you know, decided to tease it. You're, you're always teasing through the two most key numbers in, in football, that being three and seven. And when you have a low total, like this Jets game that's 33, obviously when you have suppressed scoring, those points mean even more. So uh, that, that's why I'm doing it in the NFL.
3: Just want to mention this to Brad. Brad is not a parlay guy either at all. Vaughn Broadnecks, former Buckeye player, sent me a note Sunday. Said, Bill, thanks to Jalen Milrow in that fourth and 31, he won a 20-pick, all-money line parlay. 20 picks, $14, made him almost 1500 bucks. 14 bucks times 100 He had, I, I don't have all the teams. Obviously, Alabama, he had Missouri, Tulane, Oklahoma, Ohio, Toledo, Iowa, Ole Miss, Penn State, Texas, Oregon. I'll stop there, but... He hit a 20-teamer. That's crazy. There you, there you go. Yeah, uh, that is. Kudos. I've never – I don't think I've ever tried it, but the ones that I've tried – now, Rob had one that one year where it, I think we it was 9 out of 10 he had, and then the last one was an overnight game, and that was the last one. And it was good at about the one-minute mark. But that's – that's, I've never even come close on any of those. Okay, Tom and Myrtle Beach – says brad please talk about tonight's big championship game and he says two big 10 teams are playing for the pac-12 championship tonight
1: yeah in uh, oregon and washington i think a lot of your general person is going to be stunned that oregon's a 10 point favorite i'm not it's you know in line with my power rings and i bet oregon this week but i you know would i bet him at 10 now no uh do i want to bet washington at 10 no uh so here's how I'd attack it now at the current numbers. I actually lean under. I think there's something you know, wrong with Washington's offense, particularly since the Oregon game. I mean, the last six games, if you look at Michael Penick's passing stats, I mean, they're a far cry from what they were the first six games of the season. It's not like they've been playing, you know, murderers' role of Pac-12 opponents. They've been playing, you know, Arizona State in that mix, Stanford in that mix, Washington State. I mean, those are all, you know, losing teams that aren't even going to be in a bowl game. So I'm concerned in that regard. So let's lean under 66. And if you really like the Oregon side tonight, uh, instead of laying 10 points, which probably seems like a lot to uh, most people, instead of betting them on the money line, minus 380, let's just go ahead and bet Bo Nix to win the Heisman because if Oregon wins tonight, uh, it's very likely that Bo Nix has a good game. If that's the case, he's going to win the Heisman, and you can bet that like minus 180, minus 190 right now.
3: That's a very good strategy. Joe Sixpack in me says, Oregon, Washington, it's West Coast. It's going to be a million points. Take the over. That's Joe Sixpack. That's why Joe Sixpack loses, but that's the way I think.
1: Yeah, I, I get it. And, you know, both offenses <laughs> moved up and down the field the first one. But, again, Washington's offense is not what it was first part of the season. And, you know, just look at the market. The, the money's been on the under. Uh, you know, it, it was as high as 67 and 66. So, I mean, that's at sixty-five and a half in some spots. So, yeah, whatever he's doing, uh, the market's saying different.
3: If you are the Buckeyes, are you pursuing a quarterback in the portal?
1: That's a good question. I mean, here are rumors that they might pursue like a Dante Moore. Yeah, I. You know what? Honestly, in this day and age, Bill, I'm always pursuing uh, the ability to improve my roster because I have no idea. I mean, who's going to hit the portal? I mean, it's just I, I'm I'm in the mix for everybody. Every position's open up for grabs at this point. So. Uh, Yeah, I I would be, and I'm not a big Kyle McCord guy, so if I was the head coach of the Buckeyes, I'd be looking.
3: I am hearing Dante Moore from Detroit, by the way, Sparty, for kind of obvious reasons. Yeah, I think
1: that's the the most uh, likely. I I just was reading a little bit. I heard whispers that maybe Buckeyes, but uh, yeah, I think that's probably the most likely. I I, I thought that the child's kid might go from uh, Oregon State to Michigan State. I'd rather have him than Dante Moore.
3: And this talk that Cam Ward's got million dollar deals waiting on him if he'll leave. Yeah, no surprise
1: there. Uh, he'd probably he'd be highly coveted to say the least.
3: Do you believe what Matt Rule said? It's going to cost in the portal a good quality quarterback is going to cost you a million, million and a half plus.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think that's very reasonable. I, I think that's uh, from what I've been reading, not only this year but uh, last year. That that's what it costs. So. Uh, Sounds reasonable to me, to be honest with you. So, uh, I, you know, with all the changes in college football, paid, players getting paid are uh, probably my least of my concerns. Uh, there's, there's other stuff going on that, that I, I don't like the transfer portal compared to,
3: to the NIL. For Brad Powers, as we continue, post your questions. We'll get them to you. Omni National Hotel.
4: Good morning. Still some slipping and sliding going on out here with rush hour traffic still being heavy in a couple of spots like 24 westbound up through the Hickory Hollow area coming in from Murfreesboro towards Nashville. It's still a bit crowded down. Certain sections of Vietnam vets westbound, especially at Conference Drive as you get on that ramp there to 65 south headed down through Madison. 40 still got some volume out here on the west side on 40 east up by Charlotte Pike. All that traffic still coming in from Dixon County. Hey, Princess Hot Chicken is catering during the holiday season. Check them out online today at princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on time traffic. Fill the halls with shouts of winning. It's the season to be giving la 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 instant games to friends and family la 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 join the joyous cash prize carol
3: la 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 la
0: with top prizes up to $500,000, holiday instant games from the Tennessee Lottery make grand gifts. Find them at your nearest Tennessee Lottery retailer today. Please play and gift responsibly.
4: This project is funded by
1: the Tennessee Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse Services.
3: It's a Bill Game Show. We are college football centric. That is the sun that warms our planet that we live on. Our planet actually isn't flat or round. It's an oblong steroid. And we are here to proselytize about it, edify it every day on this here radio show.
0: Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. The home of commitments and other stuff, The Bill King Show.
3: Tommy Myrtle Beach, says, hey guys, who is now in the Portland, is also looking at Michigan State, which would which would make sense. Sounds like they're going to get a dude regardless of how that shakes out. Sounds like it's going to go well. More questions here. Brad Bowers with us each and every Friday. Jeff Two in the 615 says, at one point, Iowa's team point total versus Michigan was an over-under of one-and-a-half points. Did Brad see that, and if so, did he bet that portion of the bet?
1: Uh, you know, I didn't see that. I, I mean, you know, What's been making rounds is, you know, first-half team total, a half for Iowa at, at a particular book. So, you know, first-scoring team total, or first-half team total, a half. But I, I didn't see a team total of a half for the full game at, at a particular book. Uh, you know, right now I'm looking at it. Uh, looks like it's uh, six and a half uh, for their for their game, full game scoring. Uh, money has come in on Iowa. I, I can tell you that uh, throughout the, the the course of the week. I mean, it was high. I was doing a show on Wednesday morning, and it was looking like it wanted to go to 24, but but uh, it's down to 21 and a half in some spots at this point. Uh, am I a part of the Iowa money? No, I. I I know it's a bad spot for Michigan. They don't need margin. Iowa's defense is great, but uh, I I just can't get there on Iowa. I mean, the only team that they played with a pulse this year, Penn State, beat them thirty-one nothing. So uh, <laughs> I I and it reminds me of the, the the game between these two a couple years ago in the Big Ten championship game where I thought Michigan would be flat. They finally beat Ohio State and whatnot. And it was forty-two-three Michigan. That was a better Iowa team too. So I I did not bet this one. Totals down to thirty-five.
3: Brad, Coach Pete Cordelli with me An hour one, was with Lou at Minnesota, Notre Dame, Arkansas, various places. Anyways, wealth of knowledge. He doesn't think Harbaugh's back after this year. Yeah, I
1: I think it's 50-50. Uh, so, uh, obviously, the, some of it's with everything that's gone on off the field. On the field, I mean, keep in mind, they're going to lose the majority of their team, their contributors for the last few years, and then, you know, <laughs> Yeah, the schedule it gets infinitely tougher next year uh, for the Wolverines. So, I mean, they could have a, a decent team and go 7-5, 8-4. and, five, eight and four. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, it makes sense that he might go to the Bears. I mean, that would be one of the jobs at the NFL that should pique his interest. But uh, we'll see. I, I, I do think it's
3: 50-50. I think it was Chris Felica put out – various potential matchups and what the spread would be. and Georgia was favored over everybody, but the Oregon spread was minus one. It was just minus one, Georgia minus one against Oregon. Sammy and Hatton, Alabama. Ask Brad if those numbers correspond with his.
1: Yeah, they are pretty close. Uh, I'd have probably Georgia a little higher than that. I, two would be my power rating if I was booking. I would make Georgia three um, in that one. Uh, but yeah, that that wasn't too far off the beaten path. In fact, I mean, I have Georgia one, so I obviously that means I'd have them favor over everybody. A lot of people I, they're going to be surprised. I had a, I have Oregon two in my power ratings. I got them one point ahead of Michigan. So uh, that I mean. The the Ducks are very well thought of in, in Vegas circles right now. Uh so and if you don't believe us, I mean it that's why they're a ten point favorite tonight against the Washington. So uh yeah, or- Oregon's two, Michigan's three, Ohio State Alabama would be the next in line there at four and five.
3: I know, Brad, that in the South, some people don't think that other regions of the country order shoulder pads. They think it's just college football in the South. And it is more passionate but there's good ball all over the place. What would you say if the statement was made, the Alabama-Georgia game, the winner will win the national championship? Uh, Good question.
1: Yeah, I mean, if it's Georgia, obviously, yeah, I'm going to rubber stamp that. Alabama, I mean – no, I mean, it depends on who wins it. Georgia, yeah. I mean, yeah, that'll probably be your national title winner. But Alabama, I'm not there yet. Uh, I'm just not. And if you got a problem with that, fourth and 31. I mean, come on. And then what are you thinking of Alabama at this point? So, um, yeah, I, if Alabama were to win, I, I wouldn't think it was a slam dunk that they would beat an Oregon or a Michigan.
3: That Georgia number, Brad, it looks like, it was around four-and-a-half, maybe five. I saw some sixes. I haven't looked this morning at that one. But it looks like the money had been on Georgia or has been on Georgia, right?
1: Yeah, a little uh, battle in the marketplace So early week. Yep. It got as, in fact, it got as high as six-and-a-half uh, in some okay. spots. The lowest four up to six-and-a-half. We've seen buyback on Alabama. Lowest four-and-a-half. Uh, now we're back down, too. So uh, it kind of makes sense that there would be a battle. i made it at five. uh. You know, why, why are we seeing move, so much movement on a game like that? Well, keep in mind five is a dead number. It doesn't take too much to move off of five like it would a key number of three or seven. Uh, I, I'm not too – I did lay four with Georgia. It was a lay four, take seven situation for me uh, as far as my power rating. So that's where I'm at on that. I do like the over. Um, SEC title game you think, defense. But, I mean, 10 of the last 12 went over. I think good offense beats good defense, and obviously in that championship game, you've got good units for typically on both sides. Uh, Georgia's offense, to me, is better than what it's been the last couple of years. They're, just, they're more versatile, in my opinion. Uh, and, and I think a blessing in disguise is that some guys were banged up this year because they found new weapons, and now they're a little bit healthier. Alabama's offense is at its peak the last four weeks compared to what it was at the start of the season. And uh george's defense worries me a little bit from what I've seen the last month uh particularly inability to stop the run consistently, so uh over you can find as low as fifty four still I, I like the over
3: I'm looking right here again at bet m g m it's fifty four and a half. You said shop, and maybe you' get a fifty four
1: yep fifty four I'm seeing fifty four at least uh in Vegas, uh, 54, but I'm looking at maybe some other spots. But, yeah, 54.5 is still good. Uh, 55 is uh, a lot of people know key numbers as far as uh, you know. sides, 3-7. 55 is a very key number in, 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 the, in the total realm. So, make sure if you're betting me over, don't bet over 55. Make sure you shop and get a
3: 54.5. The GOAT down on the Emerald Coast asked Brad about a nine-game spread parlay. He said, I took Liberty, Oregon, Texas, Toledo, Tulane, Troy, Georgia, Louisville, Michigan, bet 25 to win 8,100. <laughs> Again, Brad's not Mr. Parlay guy. But, Brad, long shot, but does that have any chance? What were the flaws?
1: Uh, I For the most part, I, don't, I mean – I, I'm not the guy asking that. I mean, the flaw is making the bet to begin with. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, I, I, I will say this: I bet more favorites than underdogs this week against the spread. So, uh, I think he win. Obviously, wins a majority of those. I, I, I think there will be an upset or two. Statistically, uh, it says that he'll probably lose one or two
3: of those legs. But uh, we'll see. Texas. What percentage do you give them with some chaos getting in?
1: Uh well, I mean you would hope it's pretty simple for them. They just need Florida State to lose and, and them to win and they should be in. I mean that 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 would be my thought process. But uh, uh I don't know, I, I I mean I guess if Alabama were to I, I Honestly, I mean, I think it should be real simple. If you're a real college football fan, you don't have any dog in the fight as far as, you know, none of these teams are teams you root for, but you want to see good college football. You want to see good semifinals. You you probably want to see, I know how college football fans are. They, they want to see, you know, sort of blue bloods or tradition-rich programs. I mean, to me, it's real simple. Favorites win in every conference championship game among the Power Five, with the exception of Louisville beats Florida State, and you'd be looking at a semifinal of, Georgia versus Texas in the Sugar Bowl, uh, which would pique a lot of people's interest, and you'd be looking at an old-school Pac-12, Big Ten game in the Rose Bowl for the final time, Oregon versus Michigan. I think that'd be the best case scenario for everybody.
3: We can say, Brad, this is the best Texas team since 09. Oh, yeah, slam dunk. It is. And that team got to the championship game, Colt McCoy, shoulder out, but... Nicks first national championship Texas minus fifteen and a half against a mullet do you have a feel there
1: <laughs> yeah i i I lean towards the Texas side uh I bet them but I bet them now at fifteen probably not I just bet the over I mean I think there's motivation for margin for them uh, I get it Oklahoma State gundy is uh you know a good underdog coach but I, I just think Oklahoma state's not very good this year I mean they're Good performance against Oklahoma. Good performance against Kansas State. But I mean, just way too many bad data points uh, for them to, to to think that they're gonna you know make an upset here. I, I just I think Texas is the right side. So for me, lean Texas, prefer over fifty-five.
3: Probably irrelevant, but I found it kind of comical. They voted in the Big Twelve. Oklahoma State's head coach Mike Gundy, who's a good coach. Best coach in the history of that school, best head coach, but they yep. went nine and three. They voted him coach of the year over Sark, who went eleven and one. To me, that was simply a giant double-fingered bleep you to Texas on the way out. Agree. <laughs> no other way. To <laughs> yeah, he
1: no. shouldn't have won it. They lost by twenty-six at home to South Alabama. I mean, lost by forty-two to Central Florida. I mean, he, he got it, I mean, in the month of October, he did about as good, well of a coaching job as anybody in college football this entire season. But, uh, yeah, I, I agree with your sentiments there. And that might, you know, wrinkle Texas a little bit uh, in that regard. So, more motivation for Texas to get margin
3: here. Brad, we'll have plenty of months to talk about this. But, to me, Oklahoma and Texas are in better shape, certainly Texas, than I thought maybe a year ago heading into the league. I thought they might be limping into the SEC. They are clearly not limping into the league. I agree. Yeah, Texas, it's always to be determined. I
1: mean, it can change. I mean, well, let's see, you know, transfer portal, how that shakes out and whatnot. Uh, let's see coaching staff changes. But uh, monetarily, uh, they'll be all right. Uh, and I, I want to still see. I haven't deep-dived everybody's schedule yet. Right. Uh, so obviously, you can lose now with the twelve teams. You can lose a couple games, and and everyone seems to embrace that now. Where we just watched an Ohio State Michigan game where everything was on the line. The Hell, next year that doesn't mean that much. I mean, honestly, that's so. Uh, we'll see. A lot, a lot to sift through here. But yeah, I, both teams rectified themselves big time. I'm still a little bit concerned about Oklahoma, though. If I'm being honest. Yeah,
3: that's fair. No, that's that's fair. Not that it matters in the moment, but it sounds like when yours, Brad, unless you hang something different, is probably coming back. And let me just throw something. Juice Wells, who has not been healthy, but is a fantastic receiver, who just jumped in the portal from South Carolina, James Madison, prior to all that. Texas recruited him hard. Sark did a year ago or whenever it was, a couple of years ago. And there's a lot of talk that that's where he's going. Which would be a yeah. I've
1: heard heard both. You were coming back, and well, is that uh, likely to go to Texas?
3: That'd be pretty nasty. I mean, they're already good there, but that would be a nice. Yeah, and
1: they recruited well. They, I mean,
3: they're
1: they're not fluky this year. I mean, it. No, uh, they're good defensively too. So yeah, things are looking real good for Texas right now.
3: Brad Tulane SMU tomorrow at three o'clock. Fantastic job Willie Fritz has done. Also SMU, give them their compliments as well. Minus three and a half is what I'm looking at. Yeah, so uh if you really deep
1: dive college football, I mean peculiar movement here and it's all about the mispricing of you know, Preston Stone broke his leg last week, that's in the starting quarterback. Um line opened like three and a half, four, and then it got it hit the screen that oh he's gonna be out. Cause people don't watch college football they don't pay attention the line got out to like six we've seen some buyback on smu uh, i mean the three and a half spread already had that factored in that uh, Preston stone wasn't going to play i lean smu i prefer the under i mean my vip service uh gave out under immediately uh because it was off on sunday it dropped five and a half points we'll see i mean that probably means a loss in the way this year's went uh for me but uh that that was my preference, the under. I mean, Tulane games ten and two, the under, really good defense. Tulane's banged up at wide receiver, cluster injuries there. Uh, SMU's got to, you think offense, but their defense is pretty good, and uh, obviously they got a backup quarterback playing against a pretty good front on Tulane. So I'm rooting for a lower scoring
3: game. Johnny Vegas wants to know your breakdown of Boise State UNLV.
1: Yeah, it's probably, you know, it's my favorite play of the week as far as the side. It is square. I, I won't mention that, but uh, I like Boise State here. I'm laying the two and a half. I just, addition by subtraction, losing Avalos, uh, Boise State, seven and five. But, I mean, for their losses, I mean, very, I, this should be a nine or ten win team. I mean, they lost Hail Mary to Colorado State on the final play. They lost a, a Memphis game where a blocked field goal return for a touchdown went against them. They lost a Fresno State game where the key play was right. Final play of the first half, there was a kick, a 100-yard kick return touchdown against them. So hard luck team, better than their record. UNLV, they've gotten to this point where it's been an awesome season. I just think, you know, it's a good story, but, you know, Cinderella's invited to the dance, but there's, you know, there's a time limit there. There's a curfew, and I think the curfew's up for UNLV. So Boise State, for me, minus two and a half.
3: One more segment here with Brad Powers on this Friday edition, Omni Nashville Hotel.
4: Good morning. Traffic's on the increase out here even more so on 24 coming in from Rutherford County. It's still a little bit busy on 40 East as you come past Charlotte Pike coming up from Bellevue. Traffic's still a little bit crowded 65 south over here at Trinity Lane as uh, it continues to run a little bit heavy sometimes through Millersville on 65 going southbound. With this rain, give yourself plenty of extra travel time. Hey, don't miss it this year in Chatton Garden of Lights at Rock City in Chattanooga. Check them out online at CrockCity.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic.
3: Trusted for creative design and committed to both the function and aesthetics of your smile, Jody
0: Jones Dentistry for 26 years has provided a
3: wide range of general and cosmetic dentistry services along Nashville's Music Row and coming soon to Hermitage in Murfreesboro. The Nashville leader for cosmetic dentistry provides a unique luxury environment for patients who want his famous Hollywood smile. Just ask the country
0: music stars, actors, athletes. Yeah, he was eight years the dentist for the Predators to display his celebrity smile. To learn more, visit JodyJonesDDS.com or call 615-259-5100 And now, Tennessee Heat and Air is reminding motorists to slow down on our roadways, keep an eye out for kids at play, and never text and drive. This message is brought to you by Tennessee Heat and Air. For all your residential or commercial heating and air repairs, maintenance and installations, give the pros a call today at 615-856-3610. 615-856-3610. That's Tennessee Heat and Air. Going the extra mile for safety. They're professionals who care. It's the McFarland Show with Darren McFarland and Fox 17's Justin McFarland.
3: I lose to Alabama. I'm depressed. I just didn't expect to collapse when you get excited in the first half. Yeah, halftime, you were probably dancing. Oh, man. Yeah, it was kind of depressed. I don't think it's because Vols fans were like, we lost in Tuscaloosa? Like, so disappointing. It's really about what happened, right? It was like two different games.
0: The McFarland Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. He knows all there is to know about Johnny Five Star, and now you can too. It's Bill King.
3: I will knock a few of these out for Brad. Josh, who's a big Clemson fan down on the Emerald Coast, wants to know Brad should an undefeated Florida State get in over a one-loss Georgia.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, most deserve. I mean, you got to ask yourself this: Are would, would, is Forest State one of the best teams? No. I um, mean, that's Bill Hancock's, you know, language. So yeah, I mean, if you're saying you our, our job is to get the four best teams in there, no, they shouldn't be in there. But that's never been about that. I just, it's always been the four most deserving teams. So, uh, thirteen and all four State should be in, uh, regardless of the quarterback situation.
3: Nathan in Detroit, guys, I missed you earlier. Could Brad? Give me the cliff notes on the Oregon-Washington game tonight. Sure.
1: Yeah, lean under.
3: Uh, if you want to attack Oregon but don't want to lay 10 or,
1: or lay a minus 380 money line, let's just bet Bo Nix to win the Heisman at minus 190 because if Oregon you know, performs well tonight, it's likely Bo Nix performed well, and uh, he, he'll be you
3: know close to a lock to win the Heisman in my opinion in that regard. So that would be the way I attack that game. Humble seeker, Brad's thoughts on New Mexico State Liberty.
1: Yeah, solid game. Uh, Obviously, Jerry Kill is an unbelievable coach, Hall of Famer as far as I'm concerned, but kind of up against it, in my opinion, this game. Short week traveling uh, off of two really big-time performances against Auburn and Jacksonville State the last couple weeks. Uh, Quarterback's not 100%. Eileen Liberty.
3: Sammy in Hatton, Alabama. I missed Brad's thoughts earlier on FSU Louisville. Brad, give him the cliff notes. Yeah, I mean, tough game to recommend now that it's
1: moved to five points on the side. As far as Louisville six and a half down to one and a half, total is 53 and a half down to 47 and a half. I am part of both of those moves. I bet Louisville on the under. If you had to pinpoint me right now, you got to make a bet. You absolutely got to make a bet. I'd go under 47 and a half.
3: Brad, I do want to skip to a week from Saturday. Last game of the regular season army navy both are five and six the total is 28 and a half every year brad you'll correct my number 16 17 years it's been under except last year it was over you had the over won it in overtime is it time to go back to the under
1: well at 28 i don't know uh <laughs> i'll be there uh at the game uh I-, I hope it's a little bit more higher scoring than that uh but uh Fair line. I haven't bet it yet. A lot of people, they open 31 and a half. I mean, everybody's on the under already. So, uh, honestly, I'm going to break a rule. I, I'm i going to see where it moves right now, but this is a game. This is the only game out of 900 games that I would consider teasing in college football. What I would tease would be, I would tease Navy up to eight because the Army's a two-point favorite. So, I'm going to take a six-point teaser and tease Navy up through three and seven. So, at least that leg. Is correct in that regard, and when you're attacking teasers, and I'll probably tease over 22.
3: And you're going to Philly? That's uh, in Boston this year. Oh, that's okay. That's right. Okay, all right. But you're but you're heading that I way. I will be there.
1: Yeah, one of the companies I work for paying uh, first class tickets, hotel, and and everything, and game tickets. So I said, yeah, I'll go.
3: The Delaware-Montana game, Montana State-North Dakota State, Mercer-South Dakota State, South Dakota-Sacramento State, Furman-Chattanooga. Not trying to make everybody dizzy, but is there a game (laughs) or two in that realm that you like?
1: Good question. Uh, I've been really good at that. The FCS this year has been the best thing I've ever bet in my life uh, as far as results on a big sample size. Right. I don't like this week's card. Uh, the, the market's all over this. Chattanooga might be down to a backup quarterback, so that stinks. Uh, a lot of money on the under and Furman in that game. Uh, Delaware, you mentioned that one first. Delaware might be on a third-string quarterback. Well, the lines jumped up four or five points already on Montana. Uh, if I had to make one bet, I'm anxious to see what the movement is here in the next 24 hours, but I, I kind of lean Youngstown State plus
3: six and a half against Illinois. This will be the first week in a while you don't like the card when it comes to? Pretty much first time all
1: year I really don't like it. I mean, I've almost bet every single game in the FCS playoffs last week, but uh, these are matching my numbers. So I'll have to deep dive a little bit further. There's going to be some weather in college football. I'm not sure all the weather is going to be properly accounted for at the FCS level. So uh, to be determined, to be honest with you. But nothing right now like screams, this
3: is a great bet. Does Jaden Daniels have a chance to win the Heisman? Uh, yeah, and Bo Nix doesn't play well tonight. I mean, Jaden Daniels not
1: only has a chance, but uh, it, it'll be probably 50-50 type of situation if Bo Nix goes out and throws a couple interceptions tonight.
3: He, look, all I know was and I know he had no defense to help him. LSU quit playing defense. It was that bad. Couldn't get off the field. But if it's about the quarterback having the best year, there's no competition, I don't think. I, that's. If, I, I, don't vote, vote
1: if I had a Heisman vote, I would vote Jane Daniels. He's the best player in the country. 100%.
3: I, and I quit about three years ago. And not really out of disgust. It just wasn't that important to me. So I just thought I don't need to be voting anymore. But, yes, I would uh, – I would vote Daniels. The biggest switcheroo I ever had last minute, Brad, was on Saturday, 09, and Colt McCoy had a bad game, so I took the Alabama. Who's the Alabama running back who's now on five? Mark Ingram, uh, yeah. He, he had a correct. big game I, against
1: Florida that day. I switched him. Uh, yeah, and the Dominican dominated Texas right. in that game.
3: And Dominican who came in, I believe, third or something in that whole deal, right? Um, yeah. Gave Ingram Mark Ingram the uh, award and see, I was a little down on Mark because I thought in the game preview was it the Auburn game or something? I thought he had a bad day and I so I downgraded him some and then of course the game not, not the case. All right, Brad, tell everybody how they can get your stuff. Bradpowersports.com dead top of the page Bill King team Cavs won
1: all the bowl picks forty bucks for the rest of the season. Uh, you can check that out Bradpowersports.com.
3: See you next week. All right, take care. There is Brad Powers with us every Friday. Brad Power Sports.